Welcome to We On Fire Sports Podcast Season 2. Providing more hot takes and analysis across the sport landscape. Straight talk, no chaser. We On Fire Sports Podcast. We on Fire Sports Podcast, Season 2, Episode Number 3. Man, we got a banger. We're going to get right into it, man. I got the NFL Week Number 2, man. We're going to break down every game across the National Football League. Man, also, too, we had a big-time injury with the San Francisco 49ers and Trey Lance. We're going to get into that. Also, too, I'm going to get into that Robert Sarver situation out there in Phoenix. NBA vanishing them for years, hitting them up with a $10 million fine. So we're going to get into that, man. We Also, too, I got my NFL Power 5. We'll break down the top five teams across the National Football League after the first two weeks of the season. We on Five Sports Podcast. We got another banger. Episode number three, season two. Once again, I want to thank everybody for listening. Don't forget to hit us up on Instagram, on Twitter. We on Five Sports. Let's get into it. We on Five Sports Podcast. The National Football League, what we call quote-unquote America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, has had a significant injury to the star player of their franchise, and that's Dak Prescott. Is Dak, Dak Prescott got injured in week number one against the Tampa Bay Bucks. He suffered a thumb injury, which will require surgery. You know, Jerry Jones, I guess he a doctor as well, man. He had the news literally two seconds after the football game. It's Dak Prescott. It's what they're saying is going to be out four weeks with the thumb injury. Now, me, you know, I just previewed the Dallas Cowboys in a season preview of the NFC. And this was a team that I went ahead and just put it out there. I didn't see this team making the playoffs with a healthy Dak Prescott. I think this team is devoid a little bit of talent over the last couple of years that they've had. This probably is their least talented ball club across the board at all positions. And so I'm not a cowboy hater. You know, I'm not one of those, you know, just, you know, super cowboy hater. I just call call it what I see. You know, as the show, straight talk, no chaser. And so now with Dak Prescott being out a minimum of four weeks, which I really believe is going to be probably a six-week situation, I hope he gets back on the field as soon as possible and healthy. But Jerry Jones and, you know, Stephen Jones, the son, they got their hands full in this situation. You know, I think you got an agent, Ezekiel Elliott. A lot of people saying that, you know, Tony Pollard is going to be the heir apparent in that situation. Both of those guys are, you know, especially Tony Pollard. I think he's coming up for a contract, getting a contract year. Zeke as well as far as guaranteed money is concerned. So this is a huge, huge injury at the wrong time. As uh, Cooper Rush is going to be the starting quarterback moving forward. It appears that Jerry and company is not going to make any roster moves to this team. But... Man, this team got its hands full. You know, they're in a division that, to me, is winnable. But I think teams in their division is caught up a little bit with them. The Washingtons of the world, Philadelphia's of the world. And the two games against the Giants at this point now is not a given with Dak Prescott being out. So they got a real situation going on in Dallas, man. You know, I wish Dak Prescott the best and hope he get back on the field as soon as he can. But this whole situation, man, is definitely, definitely something. Also, too, on another note across the National Football League, another quarterback grew up in the great state of Mississippi, went to Southern Miss University, 
got drafted by the Atlanta Falcons in 1991 and was traded to the Green Bay Packers and one of the toughest football players we've ever seen, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Brett Favre. Now, I'm a Bear fan. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. But I got respect for Brett Favre. You know, he was a guy, he was tough as nails. You know, he was a competitor. He came to play every time he stepped out on the football field. But this whole situation I'm hearing out in the state of Mississippi, as there were some emails and some exchanges between Brett Favre and the former governor of the state of Mississippi in getting some funding for a volleyball arena at the University of Southern Miss, where at the time his daughter was a volleyball player there. Comes to find out, him and the governor swindled the state of Mississippi out of $5 million. But not just $5 million. $5 million of aid money. Assistance money. Food stamp money. Now, Mississippi is the poorest state in the United States of America. Anybody is free to research that, but Mississippi is the poorest state in the country. Like, really? And I seen the email from Brett Favre. Well, he knew he was bogus. What if the media hears about this? Really, bro? Just your NFL contracts alone is over $120 million, and I'm not counting this man money. But I'm just going to go out on a whim and say, with your name and likeness, you can literally start a GoFundMe page for this same arena or court and probably get the money you need, at least a good half of it that you need to fund this whole situation. But no, not only do you want to affect the poorest people in the poorest state in the country, but it's also to your home, your home state. So, to me, Brett Favre, you're a scumbag. You're a scumbag. And we on Five Sports Podcast, man, we straight talk, no chaser here. Well, we got to just keep it 100. A guy that has made millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars from not only the football field, but off the football field. Take $5 million from his own people. And don't give a damn about it. So my whole opinion has changed on this man. I mean, he's at the lowest ethical scale. People do make mistakes. I do understand that. But for a guy that's had access to to money that most of us will never see in our lives, you want to take $5 million from the poorest people in the state, people who day to day worry about how I'm going to eat and worry about how I'm going to pay my bill. So, Brett Favre, you're a scumbag, and that was a scumbag move. So once again, thanks for listening to the We On Five Sports Podcast. Week number two in the NFL. It kicked off, man, with the Thursday game, one of those classic AFC West showdowns, which we're probably going to see a lot of those this season, as we had the Kansas City Chiefs 
knock off the San Diego Chargers 27-24. This was a game. It was a Thursday night game. It was the first look at Thursday night football via Amazon. Uh, it was an exciting football game, man. It came down to the end. Once again, Patrick Mahomes doing what he do best. Pulled the Chiefs out of a tough situation. Man, and we had the quarterback, Justin Herbert, on the other side for the Los Angeles Chargers, man. What a valiant effort. I mean, man was out there playing very, very injured, as all who can see. And, and he came through clutch, man. But that pick six interception was the cause of that football game as far as them losing is concerned. So uh, we'll see if the Chargers can bounce back as they drop the one and one and the Chiefs go up to two games to zero losses so far in the first two weeks of the season. Then, man, we had on Sunday where we had a full, full slate of games as we had the Jets, man, upset the Browns 31-30. to Man, we had a Joe Flacco sighting as Joe Flacco looked like the old Joe Flacco throwing for 300 yards and four touchdowns, man. A lot of people thought this guy should be out of the league former Super Bowl winning quarterback and Mandy pulled off the upset of the Browns even with Jacoby Brissett and company and Nick Chubb unable to uh, pull it off as the Jets win 31 to 30. Then we had the Washington Commanders. Uh, they went up against the Detroit Lions. Matt Campbell and company man from Hard Knocks. They had a home game, their first home game of the season I believe as the Lions was able to pull this one out 36 to 27. Man, man, the Lions, they're trying to get their foot on the ground, man. They're trying to do some big things this season. This was a huge win for them because Washington looked invincible after week number one. So, man, shout out to Dan Campbell and the company pulling off that W. Then we had a game, which is, to me, a grudge match game every time these two teams play. We got the Tampa Bay Bucks going up down into New Orleans to take on the New Orleans Saints. As, man, we had a fight and ejection between Lattimore and Mike Evans. I had a feeling that it was something going to jump off in this game because these two teams do not like each other at all as the Bucks was able to pull off a 20-10 victory. Primarily did it on the defensive side of the football for the Bucks. They was able to get out a win. They go to 2-0, man. The Saints dropped to 1-1. Then we had the Panthers, man. The Carolina Panthers going up into New York to play the New York Giants as the Giants was able to pull this one off 19-16. I watched a little bit of this game, man, and it was a – a game that was pretty much nick and tuck throughout. It was actually a good football game, man. Two teams trying to get themselves together for this season, but the Giants was able to pull off the win. They go to 2-0 on the season. Then we had a game between the New England Pats and the Pittsburgh Steelers as the Steelers took an L in this one, man. Shocked a few people, man. As the Patriots win 17-14, you know they had a, a few injuries. I'm talking about on the Pittsburgh Steelers side with Van Watt. Being injured, look like he's going to be out for a minute. Man, they couldn't get really the running game all together all the way on the Pittsburgh side. New England, most people thought their offense was dead, but they was able to make some huge plays down the end. Shout out to Nelson Aguilar, made a huge play for them as they was able to go up and win this one 17-14. Both teams now currently one-on-one. One and one. Then we had a team, man, that was an interesting team. We're going to see what Doug Peterson doing his first season in Jacksonville. The Jaguars played the Indianapolis Colts, and the Jaguars came out, man, 24 to nothing over the Colts. Man, man, Frank White could be on the hot seat, and that's the coach up in Indianapolis, man. Man, it's going to look like it's going to be a long season. Matt Ryan looked like he was pretty old out there as the Jaguars defense held it down. All due fairness, though, they do they have some injuries, especially to Michael Pittman, who was a scratch before the game for the Colts. So they take an L, man. It looks like, once again, they may have a 
difficult waters treading ahead for them. Then we had the most people consider the game of the week. We had the Miami Dolphins, man, against the Baltimore Ravens. This game I got a chance to watch a little bit as well. As, man, the Ravens came out smoking, man, smoking. Big boy lead early in the game, man. I mean, Lamar Jackson looked like the greatest quarterback ever to play in the first half, man. I mean, what an amazing first half. And then the second half came, and it was just, man, Mr. Tua. People hating on Tua out here, man. He showed and proved, man. Throwing for 400 yards, man, and six touchdowns. Last Dolphin quarterback to do that it was Danny Marino, man, as the Dolphins come back in the thriller, 42-38. to And the Dolphins, 2-0 on the season, man. All the additions looking good. Tariq Hill out there flying again, catching two long touchdown bombs. So they look like they about right out there, man. So we'll see what the Dolphins do moving forward. Then we had the defending Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams, man. Had a home game against the Atlanta Falcons as the Rams win 31-27. Man, the Rams, they almost gave up a 28-3 lead to the Atlanta Falcons. As the Falcons came storming back in this game, man. But the Rams was able to hold on. Matt Stafford threw for three TDs. Had two horrible interceptions in the game. They was able to run the ball a little bit. Cooper Cup caught two touchdowns, doing what he do best. So, the Rams was good bounce back after they uh, L they took in week number one. So, they go to one and one on the season. And the Falcons, they dropped to 0-2 on the season. Then we had the 49ers. And 49ers fans, I feel y'all right now, man, as we had... Trey Lance take an ankle injury in the first quarter of that football game. And, man, it looks like his season definitely going to be done with as Jimmy G came in to hold the fort down back again, getting his job back as the 49ers was able to win 27-7. Man, this was huge for the 49ers, man, as they had just renegotiated a little side deal with Jimmy G before the season. And, man, did it pay off big time, man, because Trey Lance, he looked like he wanted a little bit ready and unfortunately took an injury, so... Shout out to him, man. Hopefully, he can get back on the field sometime soon, man. Hopefully, it looks like next season. Then we got the Dallas Cowboys, man, a team that definitely suffered a quarterback injury with the injury to Dak Prescott. A lot of people thought that Cooper Rush and this team is just going to be trading water or trying to at least trade water until Dak comes back. As they was able to pull off the upset, man, 20-17 over the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals' offensive line looks trash and atrocious, man, as it did last season. Joe Burrow was running for his life as, man, the Cowboys was able to pull out a big-time win, man, on the 50-yard field goal for game time for them as the Cowboys go 1-1 one and one and the Bengals go to 0-2. It looks like for them this is going to be maybe one of these Super Bowl hangover-type seasons, man. The team that lost in the Super Bowl just fall off the flat planet of the earth. Then we got the Houston Texans, man, going up against the Denver Broncos, man, this game was pretty much a field goal fest for a hot minute all the way up until the uh, to the fourth quarter as the Broncos was able to pull this one out 16-9. Russell uh, Wilson, man, he was struggling a little bit on the accuracy side, man, but he had a couple big pe- big plays in the game. They was able to pull this one out as they go one and one, man, as Russell was able to get the game back together, man. So shout out to them. Also, too, man, we had another crazy wild game over the weekend, man. Arizona Cardinals against the Oakland Raiders. I'm sorry, not the Oakland Raiders. I'm sorry, and I apologize. The Las Vegas Raiders. And the Raiders took an L 29-23. As Kyler Murray, man, was walking on water in the fourth quarter of this football game. Then they had the big defensive play in overtime to scoop up that loose change. As they go to 1-1 on the season, and the Raiders go to 0-2 on the season. 
You know, we talked about the Raiders, man, on this podcast, man. My man Steve thought the Raiders was going to do something. I wasn't sure, man, about the Raiders, man. They dropped a 0-2 in one of the toughest divisions in the National Football League. So we'll see what it do for the Raiders moving forward. Then we had my Chicago Bears, man, Sunday night football, man, going into Lambeau as the Green Bay Packers was able to pull this one out 27-10 as Aaron Rodgers had two touchdown passes. And, man, Aaron Jones looked like the second coming of Bo Jackson, throwing up 132 yards. The Bears started off on five from the offensive end, man, scoring in the first possession of the game, and pretty much it was a dud ever since as the Bears dropped to one-and-one as well as the Packers go to one-and-one on the season. And, man, we got the Monday night football split, man. We got a doubleheader on Monday night football, man, as we got the Tennessee Titans against the Buffalo Bills, the early game. As the Titans, they own one coming in. The Bills, man, just knocked off the Kansas City Chiefs. So, you know, they looking to just re-up once again. I got the Bills winning this game, man. I just think they're the best team in football presently. I think they handled their business against Tennessee. In the second game, we got the Vikings versus the Eagles. This actually, I think, is a real good football game. It's going to be a litmus test for both teams. I think that both teams had a great week one. The fan base is in stoke right now. And so we're going to see about this one, man. This one, to be honest with you, is a pick em. I think it's a pick em. But in that pick em, I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings in the pick em, man, for Monday night. So once again, we on Five Sports Podcast, man. We got week number two. I know everybody is stoked for week number two. Also, two in fantasy football. There was a lot of action going on, man, across the sport landscape on the football end. So once again, I want to thank everybody for listening. We on Five Sports Podcast. Sports Podcast. Man, the National Basketball Association, we're about a month out for the NBA ramps back up with training camps. But there was an interesting story that came out of the NBA as the NBA has concluded their investigation of Robert Sarver, the owner of the Phoenix Suns. Robert Sarver was accused of workplace workplace situation as far as racial epithets as well as his treatment of female employees within the Phoenix Suns organization. NBA has came back and they have fined Robert Sarver the amount of $10 million as well as they've vanished him from the team for an entire season. And so we on Five Sports Podcast, we were kind of keeping our eye out on the situation. I had heard the rumblings of the investigation of this situation. Even going back before the NBA, I'm sorry, you know, ratcheted up as far as their investigation and their look into the situation. For me, it's interesting because we've all worked in workplaces. Most of us have worked at some point in our career in an office setting before. And when you have not only the owner of the company, but a high profile owner, you know, running the show. And if he's not treating his employees in a one, an ethical way, and also two, you know, racial situation is against the law, you know, per the labor laws of this country. So, for me, my whole concern is about the employees of that situation. Whether or not these same employees who was afflicted by his transgressions, if they're still going to be within the organization. Because a year is not a long time. 
you know, you feel like, okay, your voice was heard in the situation. But this guy's not only the owner, but he'll be back in a year. And you know he's going to have his tentacles on this team because they are a championship contender team. So I don't expect him to go under a rock somewhere and just don't know what's going on with his ball club. So for me, the NBA, I felt that the fine one should have been higher. But I'm unsure if that's bargain or collectively bargain or some entity of that between the owners and the commissioner and their little side agreement per se. Two, to me what this reeks of, and I'm just gonna go ahead and put it out there, it reeks of a situation where Robert Sarver said, hey, all right, banish me from the team. I'll take that. $10 million, that ain't nothing but a charitable contribution. Don't make me blow the horn. And we all know what blow the horn is. Meaning that I don't want to put judgment on the owners of the National Basketball Association, but if this guy felt like he can openly do these things in an office setting of the organization that he owns, there may be some other owners out here who have the same tactics, the same movements. You know, what emails does he have between owners? between player acquisitions and opinions on players. And we all know about the Danny Ferry situation when he was the GM of the Atlanta Hawks. So to me, I think Adam Silver, he tried to put down some discipline, but I think what he fears as well is a guy like Robert Sarver, oh, you gonna try to out me? Man, I got emails, I ran the alarm, I probably got pictures, I probably got all type of incriminating stuff from the rest of the owners in the league. And we all know the NBA is in it for profit and they do not want that PR disaster on their hands. So, you know, Adam Silver, you know, he's done a tremendous job, in my opinion, of the commissioner of the National Basketball Association since the late David Stern. But what this says to me is, is that this guy, I don't know if he's going to be a changed man after this. You know, we'll see in another year. But I do think that you know, a lot of people was thinking about, hey, should they force him to sell the ball club? And to me, I think it's, again, a situation to where, oh, you going to make me sell my ball club? You know, I'm not a 80-year-old guy like a Donald Sterling. You know, I'm not an older guy who's been an owner since, you know, the early 80s. You know, I'm a new age owner, and my team is a contender. So I think there was a leverage play there, but... We on Five Sports Podcast definitely want to get into that situation, man. Once again, thanks for listening. We on Five Sports Podcast. Thank you for listening to We on Five Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Amazon Music, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, Our Heart Radio. Man, once again, thanks for listening to We On Fire Sports Podcast. And don't forget to hit us up on Twitter at We On Fire Sports. Also, Instagram, We On Fire Sports. Sports Podcast. Man, the NFL, after 
the first couple weeks of the season, man, I'm coming in fresh with the Power Rankings, man. The We On Five Sports Podcast Power Rankings. These are my top five teams I see so far through the first two weeks of the season. First off, man, it's got to be the Buffalo Bills. I think they've had the biggest statement win, say, in the NFL so far this season, knocking off the Chiefs in week number one. It's Josh Allen and company, man. They look pretty much unstoppable. Their defense with Von Miller's looking real up to par and well up to snuff right now. Look like they reloaded on that side of the football. Definitely this team, man. I think they're the best team in the National Football League presently. I do have them as my Super Bowl pick and my predicted to win the Super Bowl this season. So, man, the Bills, they coming in at number one, man. They got a, a Monday night showdown, though, against the Tennessee Titans. We'll see how that, that situation unfolds. But I got the Bills favored in that one. I think they move on to 2-0 and and maintain their number one spot here in the power rankings, man. Number two in the power rankings. I got a team that's banged up right now, man. But their team got veteran leadership. They're a team that got grit. They're a team that has been here before and won a Super Bowl. And that's the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, man, it was a big-time win over their nemesis, the New Orleans Saints. You know, in a game that was a very contentious and competitive football game down in New Orleans. But Tom Brady finally beat the Tampa Bay. I'm sorry, he finally beat the New Orleans Saints as a Tampa Bay Buck. So, shout-out to them in that. I got them coming in at number two. I think that the guys that are injured, they're going to come back into the fold. Chris Godwin, we got, you know, Julio Jones going to come back into the men. Uh, so they got some guys that's coming back for them, man, and they got the veteran leadership. And Todd Bowles' defense is the best defense in the National Football League presently, man. They put on a thing, man, a thing this weekend against the New Orleans Saints. So I think their defense is definitely strong. I got them at my number two spot. My number three spot, man, I had to think about this one for a little bit, man. But I'm going to go ahead and slot in the Kansas City Chiefs in the number three spot. I think Patrick Mahomes has proved that he don't really need Tyreek Hill to keep his magic moving out there in Kansas City. This is a team that, you know, they used to playing in close games. They used to being behind. It's Patrick Mahomes, man. He's a comeback king, man. If the game is tight, I'm definitely rolling with Mahomes in those situations. I think uh, the Chiefs got themselves back to 1-1 one one on the season, man, after they took that loss to the Bills in a, a tight, good football game in week number one. But I got them in my third spot presently, man. In my number four spot, I got a team that was just in the Super Bowl last season, the Los Angeles Rams. Now, mind you, it was an ugly victory against the Atlanta Falcons as they was up 28-3 and they was rolling. Yeah, this is a team that I'm accused of having fat cat-itis, of winning the Super Bowl last season, and they look a little off-kilter, just slightly a little bit. But I think this team got the talent. They got a bunch of talent, man. I think Sean McVay is a good football coach, man. I think for them, man, they just got to, you know, win these uh, tough games coming up on their schedule, just maintain what they're doing. Also, too, they got to get Cam Akers involved a little bit more in the offense, see what that do from the running back position. Also, too, Allen Robinson caught a touchdown uh, this last football game, so they're getting him back into the fold. Cooper Cup handling his business as usual. So, man, I got the Rams in my number four spot. And in my number five spot, man, I got a newcomer team, man, that really impressed me, man, with their grit and desire and just, man, ready to play the whole football game, man, and that's the Miami Dolphins, man. What an amazing comeback for them beating the Baltimore Ravens at home. The Ravens would have been a team that I would have actually probably had in this spot, but the Dolphins came back and knocked them off, man, two of throwing six touchdown passes, man. 
They're a team that, to me, they vaulted up a little bit. I was very impressed from their offense. You know, the defense is still, they still trying to get the kinks out on the defensive end, but definitely offense, man. They got tremendous weapons and Tariq Hill, uh, Justin Waddle. We've seen Mozart get some, some, some action in the backfield, Chase Edmonds. You know, so they got a, you know, Mike Grisecki catching a touchdown, man. Outstanding catching that football game. So this is a team, man, that could creeping on the come up, man. And they could definitely be in a position to do something this season. So once again, man, it's the We On Five Sports Podcast, man. Power five of the National Football League through the first two weeks of the season. Definitely, once again, I want to appreciate everybody for listening. We On Five Sports Podcast. Yeah, before we get out of here, Real Five Sports Podcast, I want to congratulate the Las Vegas Aces of winning the WNBA championship. Mark Davis is actually the owner of that ball club, also the owner of the Las Vegas Raiders. So congratulations to their organization for winning the championship. Also, too, we had the retirement, man, of one of the greatest tennis players of all time, Roger Federer, hanging it up. I mean, this guy was phenomenal throughout his career. I mean, he kind of came in tennis, man, when we had towards the latter part of Pete Sampras' career. And man, did he take off, man. He's a tremendous, tremendous athlete in the world of tennis. So I want to say congratulations for him and his career because he definitely had a great career. Also, too, man, we had the big fight between Tricky G, man, and Canelo Alvarez. And Canelo Alvarez was able to come out from the top with the decision. As Triple G, man, he just couldn't pull it off. He looked pretty old out there and a little bit slow. Not sure about hanging him up, though, Triple G. But, man, man, he definitely lost that fight. I thought he was going to put up a bigger effort than what I saw. But, man, shout out to Canelo Alvarez bouncing back from this defeat with the ball fight before. So we're on five sports podcast. A couple quick notes we want to get it in before we get out of here on episode number three, season number two. Once again, thanks for listening. We on five sports podcast. Once again, thanks for listening to We On Five Sports Podcast, episode number three, season number two. Man, in this episode, we got down with the NFL at the conclusion of week number two, man. It was a bunch of comebacks back and forth. We had the injury to Trey Lance. Man, we had the Dallas Cowboys picking up a win after the injury to Dak Prescott. And we had a lot of interesting things unfold, man, during the week. So we got into that. We also, too, got into that whole situation out in Phoenix in the NBA with uh, Robert Sarver being suspended for a year, $10 million fine with the NBA investigation. We got into that. Also, too, we got into the whole thing around the Dak, Dak Prescott injury with the Dallas Cowboys, man. We think there's going to be an upcoming role for them. But they was able to pull off a victory on Sunday, so that's all that counts. And I know Jerry Jones is extremely happy about that. So we had a jam-packed episode, man, this episode. I want to thank everyone for the feedback, for all the love. We're going to be right back at you in episode number four coming up later on this week. So thanks for listening. We on Fire Sports Podcast.